welcome to a place suspended between history and mystery, where the shadows move on their own and echoes of the past linger in the air. This, the journey through time, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Once a beacon of hope in the face of a deadly disease, the imposing structure now stands as an eerie monument to the thousands who lived and died within its walls. It has been whispered those who perished are not ready to go. Their stories forever imprinted on the fabric of this forsaken place. Tonight, we peel back the curtain of time to explore the haunted hallways of Waverly Hills. So dim the lights, hold your loved ones close, and prepare for a chilling journey that is not for the faint of heart. Welcome to Waverly Hills Sanatorium. What's going on, guys? Welcome to here with us as we break down Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Before it was known as Waverly Hills Sanatorium, the land was owned by Major Thomas H. Hayes who had bought the land to build a school for his daughter. Once he had bought the land and built the school, he hired Lizzie Harris to teach his daughter. Harris, being a fan of Walter Scott's Waverly novels, named the school Waverly School. Harris loved the name so much, he eventually named the grounds Waverly Hills. Date bought the land in the early 20th century. On Hayes' former property, a small two-story hospital was built for the rising outbreak of tuberculosis. However, there would soon be a need for a larger capacity hospital for tuberculosis. The original hospital had 42 beds. Shortly after opening its doors, it found itself overpopulated. And for the first year of operation, many lived in canvas tents outside of the hospital. A surge of tuberculosis outbreaks in Jefferson County led to an expansion in 1926 that saw the bed numbers rise to over 400 patients. Waverly Hills soon became one of the premier sanatoriums in the United States. Although on the cutting edge of technology and at the height of modern medicine for the time, many of the procedures held at Waverly were extremely experimental and painful for those that undertook them. Some of those include thoroplasty and pneumothorax. Thoroplasty was a surgical procedure in which several ribs were removed from the chest walls. This was done to collapse the lung and allow it to heal. This was an extremely painful operation with a long recovery period. Pneumothorax involved collapsing an infected lung to give it rest. Air was introduced into the chest cavity to compress the lung and allow it to heal. Waverly Hills reached its peak in the 1930s and 40s, providing as much care and comfort as it could to its patients. The discovery of antibiotics changed the game, leading to a significant reduction in tuberculosis cases and the eventual closure of Waverly Hills as a sanatorium, transforming into Woodhaven Medical Service, a geriatric facility, Waverly Hills continued to serve the medical community, but allegations of neglect and mistreatment led to its closure in 1982. In 2001, Waverly Hills found new life under the ownership of Charlie and Tina Mattingly and is now a place of historical exploration and intrigue. All right, guys, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing, what everybody's here for, the haunted portion of Waverly Hills Sanatorium. There's a lot of controversy and a lot of paranormal activity that has surrounded um, Waverly Hills for years. It has gained a reputation as one of the most haunted places in America, if not the world. Um, if you're like me and you prescribe to the idea of energy or frequencies, um, you can definitely feel that there. The moment you walk through those doors, uh, you feel it's not a feeling of unwelcome like other places I've been, such as like Ohio State Reformatory, but 
it's a feeling of sorrow and sadness that kind of comes over you. And you can sense uh, that great travesties and pain had been felt there. One of the things I was kind of skeptical about going into Waverly um, was the shadow people and the doppelgangers. So for me, uh, I was on the fourth floor, um, completely lights out. Uh, my friend had, had gone with me to um, my friend had gone with me to conduct the investigation. Uh, while we were there, uh, we got split up. I was conducting an EVP session by myself. Um, he had walked um, in front of me. And um, I had saw him cross into a room. Um, I had the EV or the I had my recording device kind of close to my face. There was like a little bit of light coming off of it, so my eyes hadn't adjusted yet. So I let my eyes adjust all the way. And then as I started walking from the doorway, right before the one he had entered, there was two doorways. The and the doorway right before the one he had entered, I saw a mass about six foot tall, kind of in the, the silhouette of a person. Um, step out into the hallway and then I saw it kind of become translucent or like I could see the light from the other side, what little light there was again through it. Um, and I felt a presence right in front of me. Um, and like I had said, my friend had gone up and he had gone to the left into a door. Um, when I got to that door, when I finally gathered myself back together and walked to that door, I shined a light in the room. There was nobody in there. He actually came from across the hallway um, from the other side of the building. And I was like, man, I saw you just come out of here. Like, I, I literally saw it. I saw the shirt he was wearing. I saw the back of his head. He was wearing a baseball cap, too. I was like, man, you literally just walked in this room. He's like, I've never walked in that room, man. I went out here, and I went to the right, and I went out to the atrium. Um, so those two things for me kind of, like, really uh, kind of jarred me or made me um, really consider those as as real things. So another kind of famous haunting at Waverly Hills on the fifth floor. Uh, and they said he goes to the fourth floor too. I don't know. I was told that he's specifically on the fifth floor while we were there. There's a boy named Timmy. And it's said that if you bring a ball or toys to play with, he will play back with you. If you go to the fifth floor uh, and the, the kind of children's wing, there are cars and, and balls scattered kind of all over the place. Um, and people have rolled them and they roll back. We actually had placed a car on one side and found it on the other side. Um, of the room later, which was kind of eerie. Didn't really have any inter interaction with Timmy per se, but we did find the car in a different position, different side of the room. Probably the most talked about and most famous haunting of Waverly is the nurse um, who had hung herself on the fifth floor. The story goes that a service ma a man or janitor had come up the elevator that day, um, that morning, and when the doors opened, uh, he had found a nurse hanging from a fixture on the ceiling. There's some kind of controversy about uh, what around whether it was murder. Um, there's some speculation that she was pregnant, and that um, had working around tuberculosis patients had contracted tuberculosis herself, and knew that the child would not make it. Um, it's said that she had had an abortion or self done abortion and then flushed the remains pushed out to the uh, a septic pond behind the building um, where later apparently uh, workers there and nurses had gone to give the, the the fetus a proper burial whether any of that's true i do not know however i did capture this picture here in that room 502 where you can see a silhouette of a woman hanging from the ceiling in what appears to be a period correct dress 
Another must-do while at Waverly is you have to experience the death tunnel, or as some call it, the body chute. It's a 500-foot um, tunnel underneath the building that goes down the hill at a 30-degree angle. It was originally used to bring coal up from the rail yard to heat the hospital, and then it was eventually used by, by the staff to pull supplies and goods up um, from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill. Somebody found a more macabre use for it, for taking bodies outside of the hospital discreetly. You're told if you take a tour there or talk to any of the staff members that it was to keep morale high. Um, you know, I could only imagine um, seeing your friend die and then watching them take his body out. So it, the fact that they had found a way to take some of that out really shows you they were looking to take care of the individuals there. All right, guys, in closing, do I believe Waverly Hills Sanatorium is haunted? I do 100% believe that. Um, like I said earlier, uh, I've been to other haunted locations where, you know, there's kind of an ominous feeling or you're not welcome there feeling. Uh, Waverly Hills was completely different. You kind of feel the sorrow and heartache in the building um, immediately when you go in there. Um, and I think it's a place that had a lot of torture and suffering, not purposely or maliciously, but just to the, due to the nature of tuberculosis at the time, it's just something that was has left a scar on what is there. From a place of healing to a hotspot for the paranormal, Waverly Hills Sanatorium stands as a chilling testament to the history of one of the world's most deadliest infectious diseases.